Are you a hairdresser or barber? Do you want to take your career to the next level but unsure how? Then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to The Successful Stylist Unfoiled. I'm your host, Crystal Wilson. I've worked in the hair and beauty industry for the last 10 years, working my way up through some of the largest salons from each corner of the globe. Throughout my career, I've always been infatuated with the industry influencers, the people who have been able to make a name for themselves and have a flourishing career as a hairstylist. On this podcast, I'll be sitting down and talking to hair and beauty professionals who have taken their career to the next level. The ones who have gone from working behind the chair to exploring another avenue within the industry. From the platform artists, educators, business owners, TV and celebrity stylists, published, self-employed, brand-sponsored, and more, I'm sitting down and asking them how they've done it. I know these accolades can seem unattainable, so I'm making it my mission to break down the barriers, stereotypes, and simplify the process to make the dreams that you have more attainable. Join me every week on The Successful Stylist Unfoiled. Welcome to this week's episode of The Successful Stylist Unfoiled. Today, I am talking with somebody who I had the pleasure of working with for like seven or eight years at the salon that I came from in Canada. She has since moved to Calgary and become a Wella field educator, which was always my dream when I first got into hairdressing and taking education. I was like, oh my God, these educators, like, this is amazing. I'd love to do this. And now she's doing it. So I wanted to pick her brain. I am talking to Zina El-Sharif. And also we really dive into the hairdressing world of um, travel and classes and events and going to these big shows. And we went to New Orleans and New York on a few trips and we spilled a little bit (laughs) of the, the wild nights we had and how much fun we had, even though we were there for work that, you know, we let loose a little too much, probably story of my life, but it was so funny. We were chatting about the shows and things that I'd forgotten and she'd forgotten um, that are really the moments that I think make you love hairdressing and love this industry. Those um, big yearly annual expos, you know, really feed you for the rest of the year, the excitement and the networking and all of those things. So Zena and I were fortunate to do quite a few of those together. And we had a really funny time in New Orleans that we go into. So I hope that you enjoy learning Zena's process and how she got into educating with Wella, but also get a bit of a laugh and a bit of the lightheartedness too as well. So hop into Zena and myself. Hmm. Welcome to today's episode of The Successful Stylist Unfoiled. And my guest today is my long-term friend. I've known Zena for about 10 years, probably. We used to work at the same salon in Canada. So I have Zena El-Sharif on today. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me, Crystal. Thank you so much. We've arranged a good long distance call from one side of the country or the world, not even the country. (laughs) So you're in Canada and I'm in Australia. So thanks for making the time. Oh, of course. For you. But it looks in daytime out there. What time is it? It is. Oh, it's almost 7 p.m. That's not bad. We get daylight. Oh, we get daylight till like 10 o'clock. So good. Amazing. 10 o'clock. Yeah, we get like tons of sunlight here. Oh my God, that's wild. 
Lucky ducks. Um, I know. All right. So, yeah, Zena and I used to work together at the massive monster salon. When you sent me your bio, you put largest salon in Canada. Is it? I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, Donato that's what has, I thought too. Donato has 52 chairs and it's 10,000 square feet. So like it's, I'm almost oh, like 99% positive. It's the largest one in Canada. Yeah. Cause when I started, so when I started there like 10 years ago, I remember that being like a fact in the training, like largest salon in Canada, but I'm like, I didn't know if it had changed and I was still using this thing, but it's an absolute monster, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty, like, how many people do you think work there? There's I always like, say, like, at least 150 employees. Yeah. Like, just in the, in the Mississauga location. Because then there was other locations, too. But, like, full spa, full salon, academy, call center, housekeeping. There was, like, when I worked on reception, there was, like, 10 receptionists. Yeah. That's a, When I say that here, Australia has tons of salons. Like, way more than I think we have at home. But they're not that big, like a big salons, maybe like 25 staff kind of like from general around here. Whereas like when I say where we came from, everyone's like, what? Like, no, what do you mean? 10 receptionists? Like, I was like, yeah, you had rotating shifts. Like it was just in a call center. Like it was crazy. Yeah, I think it's un- like unusual even in Canada, because when I say that out here where I am now, I have not, and I've been in a lot of salons. Like there yeah. are, are no salons like that out here. That's wild. So and where are you living here. now? So I'm in Calgary, Alberta. Okay, <laughs> you move, made the move. <laughs> I've made the move. It's pretty crazy. I mean, you know, I, I mean, your move was way more difficult than mine, I think. But I think moving oh, is a move's a move. Harder. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, harder let's get into that. But let's start at your beginning. Like I'd love to just kind of know if hairdressing was always something that you wanted to do and maybe how you got into it. Something that's come up a lot on the episodes is that from country to country, it's quite different how you approach getting into hairdressing. Here is more of an apprenticeship, whereas I went to college, but I think you did an apprenticeship, didn't you? Yeah. So I always wanted to do hairdressing. Like, yes, I remember having this conversation with you. We were leaving downtown Toronto in either Cindy's car or your car from something. (laughs) And you were telling me how you did an apprenticeship and I'd never even like heard of that. And I was like, Oh, that's so interesting. Like, I didn't know you could even do that. You're the only person that I know at home that did it that way. So yeah, dive in. Yeah. I don't really know a lot of people that did it this way either, but I, so I always wanted to do hairdressing and then I ended up working at the same salon as Leo, Leo, that, which is, he was the one who brought me into Donato. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I didn't know that. So Leo's like a senior stylist at Donato's and he's been there for since birth. A million years. (laughs) He's he's our salon father. You got the womb there. (laughs) He takes care of all of us. So I used to work at the same salon as Leo worked at before. Um, So I was there. I was actually going to go to Aveda school and Aveda before I even started hair school, they told me to like, they hooked me up with Venere Salon and Spa, which is where Leo had previously worked. So I started working there and like through working there, a few of the stylists were like, oh, like, why don't you just go to this apprenticeship school instead of going to Aveda and spending like 10 months in school, like apprenticeship yeah. school is essentially like fast tracked hair school where you spend like four months doing hair school and it's essentially to get the piece of paper. Like you don't learn any, like, I hate saying you don't learn anything, but you, it's just so quick. But it's nice to know this is the point of these conversations is that I want either people who are trying to come into the industry and are a bit like, Oh, like 
hairdressing, what could I do for them to learn this, but also to learn the different ways of getting into it. Because I think that that is important knowing that maybe you're not going to learn the most, but you get in quicker and then you, you know, learn when you're on the floor. I I think it's great to do like that apprenticeship schooling program. If you're already working at a salon that has so much education, because like we learned so much working at Donato because they have such a great education system. If like I was working somewhere that was a smaller salon and maybe like didn't have all that education, then I think like apprenticeship hair school would not be the best route. Yeah, because you wouldn't be getting that backup of knowledge from your actual place of work. That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. So essentially I just spent like four months in hair school, like just doing that so that I could focus on working at Zanotto and like getting more in-depth training. Because, you know, hair school is just, top lined yeah I hated hair school I was talking to my friend Jess the other day in one of my episodes um and she (laughs) loved hair school and she's like I was the best day of the week when I got to go and this is I was like I skipped every other day why why do you hate it I just didn't like it I just wanted to be in the salon so I think because I went to school it wasn't the same energy like obviously we've just said do not like where we were was this massive like epicenter salon that it was just bumping and that's where I wanted to be I didn't like going to college and like sitting there I don't know I just I didn't enjoy it and you did like 10 months of it too I did 10 months yeah Monday to Friday yeah. 9 to 5 and then I would go to the salon 5 30 to 9 30 and then work Saturdays too that was crazy yeah. and I used to take the bus that was what <laughs> back in the day god <laughs> peasant life <laughs> Uh, and then so Donato's was kind of your first salon then the first place you were you weren't there very long before you transferred over or um no so I worked at that place before for about a year okay and then I decided that it probably wasn't the best salon for education so I got in contact with Leo and Leo got me the job at Donato oh my god cool and what were you hired as like an assistant yeah so I was hired as an assistant originally and then in our training program that we went through you go in as a new talent which means that you're not qualified kind of yet or you haven't finished the program that Donato's puts in place so they have their own academy and so anybody who gets hired there has to go through that program whether you've graduated college like myself or finished your apprenticeship program right yeah so you went in as new talent from the beginning yeah and really like the new talent program you're supposed to be choosing whether you want to do cut or color. So I don't know what it's like in Australia, but where I am in Calgary, there is no like departmentalized salons. Yes. It's so not like as you common. can't, right. So like, you can't just like choose cut or choose color out here. And when I first came out here, because I'm a colorist, I was really looking to find a salon where I could just be a colorist Yeah. since I love doing that. And I was so surprised that like nowhere is like that. And so how, what has that meant for you job wise? Like, have you been able to pick up your cutting skills again and you've had to get re-educated or like how have you gone about that when I first moved here so the salon I work at my boss was super open to me just doing color he's like if you just want to do color like that's fine and I was like you know what like let me like relearn cutting so I spent months like relearning cutting all over again I took so many classes I like Mm -hmm. came in on my day off I came in early I stayed late I like brought in models and I knew nobody in the city. So I'd find models randomly. It was like new towns all over again. Yeah. Like, when you're like walking the, the shopping center, trying to be like, Hey, in the food court, they'd be like, just go to the food court and get a model. I'm like, I'm not going to the food court to get a model. <laughs> right. So it was like that all over again, like busting my butt, trying to find models, like 
just like putting in the time. And now I'm like so much more comfortable with my cutting. I'm so glad that I did that. That's so good. I'm in a similar situation. So the first salon that I started at in Australia, you definitely can be um, more departmentalized. It's probably one of the few that is more like that. And then where I am now, I'm the only one who doesn't cut. And the disadvantage is the fact that I'm slow. Like I'm still slow. It's been 10 years. I'm still fucking running behind Zena. (laughs) With your colors? Nothing's changed, Crystal. Nothing's changed. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm still running late all the time. So it's quite hard when I have to get my my colors back to stylist. So I have been doing the same as you, not quite as intense, but definitely relearning cutting and it's a whole nother world, but I'm just trying to be able to finish my clients off. So I'm definitely not taking haircuts, but I'm finishing my work. And I've quite enjoyed that. Like it's so different, especially coming from where we came from. The salon was so big that half the time you didn't even see your color leave because you were in a completely different wing. Like, you know, (laughs) we pass our color off to whoever. And then if they are busy and don't get you, it's like five o'clock and you're like, where's my 9am client? I didn't even see her. And they're like, she left, you know? And now it's nice being able to finish the work a bit. And I think it's also improved my color work. Do you find that, that because you're actually going in and doing the finishing, I'm like, Oh, I actually don't need a foil. Why am I putting something there? Or, you know, I feel like it's been actually quite helpful for me. Yeah. I feel like it definitely only makes you stronger. Like it, everything goes so hand in hand. Like everything makes you stronger. Like my, like I couldn't even like hold a curling iron when I moved here. Cause I never curled hair. Like I don't curl my own hair. Yeah. I never curled hair at Donato. So like, you should have seen me trying to curl people's hair when I moved here. Like it was awful. (laughs) Did it look like this? (laughs) They looked so bad. They were like sausagey. They were like sitting very weird. Like my curls have improved so much. And I feel like- It's so funny how it, no matter how long you've been doing hair, like you've been 12 years and 10 years, you never stop learning. And like, that's what I really love about this industry too, is the education factor. And yeah, totally. Yeah. And the fact that you can improve so much. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you knew this, but when I initially was new talent at Donato, I did the entire cutting program. Oh, did you? So did I. (laughs) And then I did the entire color program. So I really didn't think cutting was going to be like this hard, like relearning it all over again. Cause I'm like, Oh, I know how to cut. But like, I felt like I couldn't even hold scissors properly. Like, cause I just didn't use it for so long. Yeah. (laughs) And I think something too is like, When you first learn, I don't know if it's just me, some people might get it right away, but when I first learned, I wasn't thinking about why I was doing something or maybe the perfect angle or I was just doing, okay, I know here, 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 cut my layers or you know what I mean? Or I just cut on my hand. Like I didn't think about it as much. And then as I've advanced in color and I know so much science and placement and all this stuff with color, I felt like disrespectful cutting because I'm like, I don't know shit about this. Like, I just know the basics, but I know somebody else could do such a better job with the, the technical side of it and like the advanced stuff and with face shape and all of this stuff. Like there's so much more to it than people realize. I think that you can't just, there's a big difference between a cut and a like amazing cut, you know? Yeah, totally. Love it. I got got a lot more work to do still. (laughs) Yeah. You seem a lot farther than me. So <laughs> that's what I should be doing with my time instead of podcasting. I should probably get some mannequins out. 
<laughs> you should probably be practicing, Crystal, but you don't sound very good at your job. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But you know what? It's amazing how many clients, like when I first started at the salon and I get clients and all of them wanted to see the same person for cutting color. So I'd get mm -hmm. them for color and they'd be like, oh, can I book with you for a haircut? And I was like, and I would tell them like, I don't cut hair. And it's interesting how many clients would just be like, oh, I'll wait for you then. Like they have so much confidence. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. <laughs> You're going to be no, waiting a really long time. Like my cutting sucks. Your hair is <laughs> going to be tickling your bum. <laughs> Yeah, like you're gonna get split ends like I'm not gonna be able to lighten you anymore <laughs> I wouldn't even be able to do your color anymore because your hair is so damaged because you haven't gotten a cut but it is true and I think I used to preach it when you start somewhere that is departmentalized I used to preach it like oh well you know you're always better at one than the other and like you know when you see someone who does both like how many times are you like oh I love my color and the cut's okay or vice versa mm -hmm. I said it's very rare that somebody is amazing at both but i think that's just because that's all i kind of knew like do you know what i mean like those we are the were, lies they tell us <laughs> we were brainwashed <laughs> but i think in in like it can be true but also i think a client and that's something i've heard many times they really do appreciate seeing somebody for both like I think it does make a difference, but at the same time i also don't want to do an average if i if i think somebody can do it better I'll book them in with someone else. Yeah. But I, I think there are positives to the departmentalized salon too. Like I love like the team aspect of like finishing a client yeah. together. And I love like the collaboration aspect of it. Yes. Like there are so many positives and negatives to it. Yeah. I don't know. It's nice. And like, because we're so strong as colorists, like I do feel like I am better at one than the other. Yeah. And like, I feel like my time is better utilized if I were to just do color, but because from a of financial point of view as well. Yeah. And, and just like even timing, like because of the, but because of the clientele out here, I would probably make less money if I were to just do color because there are clients, most clients want to see you for both. Interesting. So, like so do you, you notice a big difference between Toronto where we both were and now you being in Calgary, what are the differences that you've noticed? That's so interesting. It's always with, with, the with clients, here? I guess, and with the salons and I um, don't know. It's, you know what? It's hard to say because I don't know if it's just the fact that they're different salons, but mm. the salon I work at now, the clients I have are completely different than the clients that we had as an auto. Um, it could just be like the area that I work in too. Like I work in a really like suburb, like suburb area. Like it's a lot of, like it's an, it's an affluent area, but it's a lot of like families. It's a lot of like pretty much just family. So I get a lot of like housewives. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's, there aren't, sorry, someone was yelling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, one of them heard me. <laughs> Gotta be careful what neighbor I'm talking about. <laughs> there aren't a lot of like, I, I hate to say it like this, but it's not super challenging to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, In like, terms of ethnicity as well? Um, I I have a lot of Caucasian people. Yeah. I do have some ethnic people, but like not nearly as much as we would have had in like- Because that was something that I didn't realize until I moved as well. And I don't know if it's Australia or, you know, the suburbs I'm in, same thing, but there is very little interracial hair. Like everybody 
is Caucasian. And you know, when I get someone with a darker base or texture hair, I'm like drooling. Cause I'm like, I know how to deal with this. This is what, this is our bread and butter. We were doing Indian Pakistani hair. Like, you know, like we knew how to work with those colors, which is quite challenging, but yeah, that's interesting. I know what you mean that it's a different. And well, and when I do get those clients, like when I do get like an ethnic person, they're like, they're like, oh my God, finally someone that knows how to do like my texture of hair. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is like literally what I did. Like most of my clients, like probably like 80% of our clients yeah. had like coarse hair or like dark hair or like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> the extra just... time button got utilized so much more. <laughs> <laughs> didn't book us extra time her hair is on the floor like <laughs> yeah didn't oh. see my notes <laughs> who books this who storming books this? back to the call center to be like oh madeline you booked this and you didn't give me extra time and now i have 20 minutes to do you know oh my god diva, it was we're, just... not, we're not divas though we're not divas though <laughs> it was never ending the, the chaos in there and the fun yeah. eh? like you almost thrive on that chaos. Like my oh days my God. are like so chill now. It's like once you've worked there, like my days at the salon are like easy peasy lemon squeezy. I know. I just like don't stress about a thing. It's I know. Crazy. And like I should probably because like I do run behind, but it just doesn't even phase <laughs> me. It's so bad. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, nah, it'd be fine. But it's because it's true. When I, I, when I had to do a CV, like a resume up, from when I moved, I was like, I love the energetic, chaotic environment and blah, blah, blah. And the managers that I were meeting with, I'd be like, oh my God, I thrive on the busyness. And like, that's when I do my best work when it's like back to back, no breaks. Like you just have to do it. That's when I'm actually good because I can't run behind. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh no, you don't worry. It's never like that. Like, and the salon that I came from just recently on a Saturday, it was like, it's busy, but it's not, it's like relaxing. And I'm like, it's just a different world. Is it like the timing? Like, do you have more timing? No, not more timing. It's just like, I think because there's not as many people in the building. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not so big. I think half the time you waste your time running up and down that hallway in the middle of the salon, like takes 10 minutes to get from the front to the back. No wonder I'm running behind all the time. I've got little legs. Takes 10 minutes to find help. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Those were the days, eh? We had so much fun. Before I I get, I want to talk to you more about your move and all of that, but I want to go and talk about our work trips that we had. Because here we have a few big hair shows. We have Hair Expo and um, HFA, which are like big things, but like that's their biggest events of the year. But when it's compared to the scale that North America does, it's like, no, it doesn't compare. So I would love to kind of go into those shows and like what we did. And we got to go to New Orleans together. And that was like outrageous. That was so fun. Honestly, was that the I, only like, one that we did together? Because did you come to New York too? No, I was trying to, I didn't go to that, but I was trying to think if there was, I did go to New York one time though, but I don't remember if you were, I think we went separate times. Yeah. How lucky that we, when I get to say that, like, well, yeah, we'd go to New York for the day. People are like, what? I'm like, it's like 45 <laughs> minutes from Toronto. Like it's not far. And literally we get on like the 6am flight and come back at 11pm or, you know, go to, I remember going to like a milkshake. Long- oh, yes. Was, was that it? For that. Yes. We yeah. Do that. 
And that was like a day thing. Yeah, it was literally, we flew in for the morning, went to the like product launch or fashion show or whatever. And then we had drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were there together. I knew there was another one. We had drinks and stuff and then we went home and then we had to work. Didn't, or we went home in the morning and we had to go to work. Didn't one of us call in sick? Definitely was not me. <laughs> it's probably me. It was probably you. <laughs> Teresa, I've definitely got the flu. <laughs> okay crystal it's fine you're the golden child <laughs> classic i don't know how i didn't get fired classic. that's so funny but the big one that we went to was the behind the chair cut and color show in new orleans oh that was so fun i wish we walk us there. through it tell us like maybe like oh. what the shows are about and like i re- oh i remember the first day we got there we went out on Bourbon Street and we're like, oh, let's let's get one of those uh, hand grenades. And we all got two hand grenades. I think that's all we ever had. And the next day, we were so sick. <laughs> we were so sick. You were fucking piss pants. <laughs> you were so pissy. <laughs> that's so funny. I remember it was me, you, Emily. And Alex. Alex, and we weren't going to go out because it was the night before the first day of the show. And in these shows, like, it's like you're sitting a in a drinks. massive auditorium. Like, it's not like we were in, like, a one-on-one class with somebody. It was, you go, and there's, like, a massive stage, and you can go around, and they're shopping, and, like, it's just huge, though. Like, there's, like, massive, separate, massive auditoriums. But we weren't going to go out. We arrived on, like, the Thursday and say the show started on Friday. And we were like, no, 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 let, no let's not go. And I had, like, a notebook of all the things that we were going to do. And I'd, like, planned all of our extra days off and, like, these sightseeing tours. And I was like... But we're like, let's just go for two drinks. Just a couple yeah. drinks. Gets the biggest ones. And then we saw people on the road with these massive hand grenades. And I was like, oh, we'll just get one of those. Legally, I'm pretty sure you're only legally allowed like three or four or something of them. Mm, I can and see we had had those. two and we were pissed. And they were only, they were cheap. They were like $7 American, <laughs> which is not that expensive for these massive drinks. And I remember, I just remember the next day. You had like your shawl wrapped around you and <laughs> I'm still like, like pepping my step. Like I'm all right. And I like turned to you to say something. I'm like, oh, blah, 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 blah. and you gave me like the look of death. Like you had like your shawl like this and you were like. <laughs> <laughs> and Emily had been throwing up all night too. That's probably why I was tired. She was like sick all night. I was like, we had two drinks. Like what is wrong with you? And you were like, you like weren't responding to me. And I was like, wow piss pants <laughs> you know that name has followed me forever like Columbus calls me that and I'm like you don't even know that that's actually what people fault call me <laughs> like, he calls you piss pants too he didn't know that it was like a thing and I was like no you don't even know that's the name that followed me ever since that trip to New Orleans every day I was calling you piss pants <laughs> that was so fun though but that those are the things that ignite the fire kind of in you going to those shows and seeing people well for me anyway I don't know for you but does is that what like gets you excited when you get to go to those things too like 
I mean, I mean, besides all like the fun and like the partying we did, like the show was amazing. Like they had all those like manufacturers there. Like L'Oreal was there. Yeah. Like, Wella was there. Yeah. Like Tangle Teaser was there, which I freaking loved. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there a guy? Oh my the god! Demonstrator. The Tangle Teaser presentation was so good. I was just like blown away. Like this guy gets on stage and he's like, he like comes on stage and he's like, he has this model and he's basically like shouting at the crowd and there's like, everyone's silent. Like you could hear a pin drop. Everyone's just listening to every word he says. And he's basically just like, this brush, this brush is so amazing. Look at me holding the hair with this brush. Like he was just like zero to hundred, like so crazy screaming on stage. He had like crazy eyes. Like I felt like I could see his eyes all the way in the back. (laughs) <laughs> and after his presentation, he was basically like, buy this brush. After the presentation, the Tangle Teaser booth was like a massive crowd. Like people were like, these brushes were flying off the shelves. Like I ordered two of them. Never <laughs> used them. <laughs> and now Tangle Teaser's quite known, but I feel like that would have been like the launch of it. Do you know what I mean? It was new. You didn't know it. And you watched this guy. I completely forgot this. That is so that epic. Guy, I was just like, I wish I filmed that presentation because he was just so compelling that the entire crowd, the entire crowd just bought those brushes. That is so friggin' hilarious. Colin just came in. Sorry. I'm like, oh, close no the worries. door, close the door. <laughs> um, that was so funny. I rem- That show, I've talked about it so many times because that was the show that Sonia Dev was on stage. And I just had this mo. I don't know if you remember, but I was bawling. Like I was fully weeping. I don't know if it was the hand grenade hangover getting to me or, you know, the come down of the excitement of Bourbon Street, but I was bawling. And that was the moment that I was like, this is something that I need to do. Like how, and that's why, where now this has come, these conversations have started because I know people who are now at that point and I've been lucky to present and, you know, do things. And I'm definitely not at my peak where I want to be, but that moment seemed, it was just this aha moment for me. I remember everything about what she did on stage with the circles and flipping the hair and, you know, mm-hmm. her talking and I'm being like, how would I ever get to that point? Like, how could I ever get there? You know? Well, Sonia Dove is such an inspiration. And that whole, like that whole show was there was such great content that entire show. It was so, so it was about three days, wasn't it? Two or three full days. I remember we did, yeah, I think we did three days. And then we also did the Guy Tang class too. Yes, that was and when he, he like, he's still so massive, but that was like such a big deal, eh? Don't you remember? Yeah. Like, and we waited in line to get photos with him and everything too. And it was like the highlight. So fun. That class was really good. That really started my um, hand painting journey. I remember his star pattern or something. (laughs) I still remember that well. Yeah, he did do a star pattern. But how often do you go to a show or go to a class and actually remember, you know? And like, that was just a monumental trip that I remember coming back and we were buzzing, like coming back from that. I think what's so fun about these events too is just seeing like all of the people, like all the influencers that you see on Instagram, like they're there. Yeah. And, like that's kind of cool. Like it's just a huge event. It's a great networking event. And it's just cool to like see everyone. In it life. really like, yeah, exactly what you said, the influencer people. And like, those are the kinds of people that I want to be talking to on here too, because they're just people like <clears throat> the same in any 
any kind of, whether you're, you know, big in real estate or I don't know, fashion or whatever, like at the end of the day, you're only kind of big in your own industry a little bit or in your own bubble. Like if they were walking on the street here, like nobody would know who they are. And that's something that's also been interesting. I don't know, maybe it wouldn't be as different for you in Calgary, but the people who are the big influencers and at all those massive hair shows throughout North America, a lot of people here don't fully even know who they are because they have their own world of those people here in Australia. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but it's, it, it was like, I was flabbergasted when I came. I was like, what do you mean you don't follow Larissa Love? Or I don't know who, and they're like, no, it's just different. <laughs> like, yeah, but those shows I think was just a real peak of the career. And we were so lucky because we worked for a big salon. We had ways of earning trips like that. Yeah, exactly. And we, and we get to like see all these cool places. We yeah. So much of New Orleans. Oh my God. That was so fun. And then the, the nice thing was too, we got to tack on like a day or two at the end as well of the trip. So say it was like a three day work event. You could add like a day before and a day after and like have some fun too, which we <laughs> did. Such a fun city. I would love to go back there. Yeah. I was actually recently talking about our trip too. So it's funny that. Oh my God. I completely forgot about the Tangle teaser guy. I'll have to find him. We'll have to find him on Instagram. I have a picture. I'm pretty sure I have a picture of us with him on my Instagram. So funny. Or it's on my phone and I just haven't posted it, but I'll send it to you. Okay. I'll I'll put it in the caption for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now I'd love to, you know, we've covered the, the fun stuff and this is fun too, but you obviously made a big move from Toronto to Calgary and are now working for Wella, which is amazing. And that was something I was like, I have to have Zena on because that was like my first goal kind of like before we went to shows and I saw people and I thought, saw that that was potential. We obviously had color classes in the salon. And I remember doing, um, what was it? Weren't you in it with me? The master colorist with Wella? There was like a handful of us that got picked to do this master colorist program. And I remember being in it and being like, oh my God, I'd love to be Faye. Or what was the guy's name? Faye and uh, Severio. Yeah. And I was like, how the heck did they, because they were hairdressers and then now they're educators. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, I, I wonder how they got to that point. And it's like, oh, you get to do Monday to Friday, but you still get to do hair and teach and use Wella. And I was like obsessed with Wella. So you're living my, my dream. So talk to me about that and how that happened and how you found a salon in Calgary and all of this. Honestly, I'm so lucky to be working for Wella. Like I'm so lucky. So like it, it, I don't, I don't want to say it just happened, but, um, you know, like Donato's was such a big Wella account and yeah. we did so many classes with Wella. Um, and you know me, I'm like so engaging in a class. I always have my hand up. I've asked yeah. a million questions. So Shut the hell up, Zena. I'm hungover. <laughs> right? It's always, I'm always like, but what about this? That's always me. I am the Riddler, as Jermaine would call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just think through all of like the classes that we had with Wella, um, I just created a really great relationship with like Yvonne and Faye and Zach and, and just like the people at the Toronto studio. So when I decided to move out here, I didn't really have a plan. Like yeah. I didn't know where I was going to work because I was traveling for a few months. So I didn't want to like set up all these interviews or whatever. Yeah. So I was working in the salon and Yvonne and Zach happened to be there. And so I just Oh, cause it was a Wella salon. Yeah, it was a Wella salon. So like Donato. Were you specifically applying to Wella salons when you were looking for that? 
Oh, like, no, no. I was in like Donato. Like I was working at Donato. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I was working at Donato and I like, it was my last few like days there pretty much. And I like was Yvonne and Zach were at Donato and I just like went up to Yvonne and I was just like, Oh, I just want to let you know, like, I won't see you. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But like, it was so great meeting you, like whatever. And so I told her I was moving out here and she goes, um, how about you like work for Wella as a brand educator? And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Like that sounds awesome. So she's like, call me when you get there. So I'm like, okay. So I did my thing, came out here, applied to salons, whatever. And then I called Yvonne and that's basically how I got into being a brand educator, which is essentially like a independent contractor. So you still work in a salon full time. And then Wella calls on you to do like jobs here and there pretty much like teach at other salons or in head office or like um like at wherever you like you live like your location like salons there so you're basically there to like support your area kind of thing um so I did that brand educating job and then in and then basically a full-time position came up with Wella and my boss called me and she was like you should apply for this and I was like okay and then yeah working for well now full time so you're not in a so, salon at all now or you are so sorry yeah, I am I'm in a salon on Saturdays okay and is so that work- just because you didn't want to give up being behind the chair one day because you'd miss it or because financially you still kind of need that or like what's the purpose of doing both honestly like I mean a little bit of money always helps but like I don't think I could like educate people on hair and then like not be doing hair and also I love doing hair like I don't think at this stage of my life because like I'm not old I'm like pretty young still I don't think I should just give up doing hair yeah I feel like that's something I'll do when I'm like a bit older yeah so yeah so I work for Wella full-time Monday to Friday and then I'm at the salon Saturdays like oh wow that's a lot so has the role changed from what you did <clears throat> sorry has the role changed from what you did um when you first started with Wella when you were just doing a day or two to full-time or now you're just doing the same role but five days a week um it's like the same but different you know what I mean so like you're still doing what you did as brand educator but there's like more like there's more to the to your job than just that so like there are things like you work with like sales reps a lot. You're like out detailing with them. So meaning like you go to salons with them and they're trying to kind of like sell your product and you're just there to like support them. Okay. So you're still doing classes and you're detailing. Like you're the one who knows the education kind of behind the product. So like someone's going in as a sales rep who's not necessarily a hairdresser trying to get an account with that salon and you're the one kind of being like, you can explain whether it's a demi or permanent color or yep. you're something like, like that. kind of. You're like, you're not there to like sell anything, but you're there to like help support them. So, cause yeah, they're usually not hairdressers. Yeah. So you can kind of talk to the salon in hairdresser terms. Yeah. (laughs) And you feel like that's an advantage for you, like compared to somebody else, like the fact that you are a hairdresser. Like I think anytime you're in a class and you're learning about product with the person's not a hairdresser, it takes that little like Oh, but do you know what you're talking about? You know, like they could be yeah. so educated and all they do is study this product range and that's their job. But I'm still like, but you don't use it. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think it makes their job so much harder, like good for yeah. them for being able to sell stuff. Cause like I have a hard enough time selling retail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the queen of retail. I know you are. 
<laughs> I mean, I've had some good retail moments too. I won a few trips from selling retail as well. Amazing. So I've had some good retail moments. <laughs> good for you, Zena. No, Zena was always like fully booked. Like I wanted to have my column like Zena. She was full. She did amazing work. Like, no, props to you. <laughs> Thanks, Crystal. And so are you really enjoying doing the education and doing like, are you teaching I... like, color applications or are you more teaching like the theory of Willa or like a bit of everything? Yeah. So like a bit of both, like depending on like the salon or like their needs. Um, I love it. I'm so happy that I did it because I think it's really hard to go from like a job like ours, like a hairstylist into a job like an educator because it's scary, like to not work behind the chair. Like it's something completely different. So I was super nervous about it. It's just like a whole different job pretty much. But I, I'm so happy I did it. And I feel like I'm learning so much. You know what I mean? And I yeah. feel like educating only makes you like a stronger person. 100%. Because even, are you going by yourself to the classes or is it like you and somebody else that are partners or is it just you? Like, I mean, I've been in classes with people like, or I've been by myself, like right now we can't be together. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't go with like another Wella person to a class. Like I would have to just go by myself. Yeah. Because of um, numbers and spacing and everything. Yeah. These all the restrictions, yeah. but, um, but yeah, there are times like, you know, at Donato we had like Yvonne and Zach or like we'd have yeah. two of them sometimes depending on like what the class was, which I think is also quite nice because you can learn from them. Like I just had a conversation with, um, a guy here, Owen, who does education. And I was like, but how do you differentiate, like, you know, if you're teaching the same thing as somebody else, how is it different? And it's like, because the way that I would explain something versus the way that you would explain something is completely different. And that's how you're learning from the person you're educating with as well, because they're explaining it in a different way. And you never really stop learning. I love that. Yeah. It's awesome. Like when you think about it, like all the classes we've taken, sometimes remember that balayage, were were you at that balayage class? Didn't we do that together? Um, the, what was it called? Through the salon? No, we did it on our own. I'm trying to remember now. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, there's been so many classes. I know, anyway. that's the thing. Like my resume, when I hand it out, it's like one, probably too much, but two, there's two, there's so much to put on it because we were so lucky. Like we got mm. to go and I got like to every opportunity. I have like two pages of like classes and certificates. Like I'm like, yeah, you can't totally. cut anything out. Like I did all of this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We, we were so, so lucky. lucky. We are super lucky to like have the, have the opportunity to do all this stuff. And I feel like to work at a salon like that, where we've had so much education and like so much opportunity. Yeah. Like this is pretty much why we're here. You know what I mean? Totally. Because it opened our eyes to the potential. Like if you just started in a small salon that, you know, didn't go to any shows or didn't host guest speakers or, you know, the meeting that we all hated at once a month, the 12 hour day of death, you know, but those were the best. That's what we had somebody in every month to talk to us or do some sort of demo or something. And that's like, even just those people coming in, I'm like, Oh, I want to be them. Like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, totally. and now we are like, how cool. Yeah. And I, I honestly think like everything, like it sounds so stupid, but everything does happen for a reason. And like, even moving out here, I feel like if I was still like in Etobicoke or like in Mississauga, if I was still at Donato, I'd be so nervous. I probably wouldn't have taken the job with Wella. Like I'd be so nervous to like do anything different or like take the plunge and like mm-hmm. get a 
mean? Like, cause I was so booked and like, I would not want to just. Yeah. Take the risk when you're going from somebody. And the other thing too, is like at home, we work on commission here. It's not as much like that. So here everywhere that I've worked and like, you know, everybody that I know in this industry, you work on um, like a, an hourly rate. And then there's commissions that go on top of that. Whereas at home, if you don't have a client, you're not getting a paycheck. So for you to go from being booked the way you were specialized in color, you would have been on a really good wage and it would have been intimidating to go from that and being fully booked in your same comfort zone and to be able to go and then come back or something. Whereas because this is people that you don't know anybody or, you know, you don't yeah. have that like, fear of I already have no keeping your peers or <laughs> somebody you might know. And yeah. Well, and yeah. Plus I'm like, I'm out here and like, I already have no, like when I first came out here, I had no clientele. So it's not like I had a client list to lose if I, if I like went the other way and like went into education and then wanted to come back and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think financially, like it's more straining out in Mississauga, like Toronto, the GTA, like to take that kind of financial risk is so huge. Whereas out where I live in Calgary, it's so much cheaper to live out here, Crystal. Is it? Yeah. So much cheaper to live. Really? Oh, I wouldn't have thought that like rent and stuff or like buying food, like everything, like buying a house, gas, I don't know, just stuff. Gas. That's so funny. Here we call it petrol. Tax, petrol. (laughs) Um, is way cheaper. Interesting things I would never know. And do you see yourself staying out there? Like, is that the plan or, you know, what Uh, do you have a plan? I don't have a plan. Like it's my plan for now. I'm not like set on leaving. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I do like it here. Like there are things I miss about back home. Like I miss like all our friends and like another great thing about working at Donato is like so many people worked there. So it's super easy to make friends. Mm-hmm. So like out here, like I did not realize how hard it would be to meet people, especially because interesting because that's something I say with our industry is that when you work in a salon, you're generally around like-minded people and yep. somewhat similar age. So you have found that quite hard in I new found salons? It hard. Yes. I found it hard. Like, especially cause my job is really independent. So I don't mm. work all the time, but I'm pretty much work by myself. Yeah. And then I do work in a salon on Saturday and like, I've made friends there, but like when you're only there one day a week and when you're the educator going into the salon, you can't always like shoot the shit, you know, you're, you're in this professional. I'm also like younger there. Like a lot of people are a bit older. It's not as big as Donato. Like it's pretty small. Um, and even like moving out here, like when I first came out here, I was just like, oh, it's going to be so easy to meet people. Like I just came back from backpacking where it's so easy to meet people. So I was just like, I make friends so easily. It'll be fine. And then I moved out here and I was like, oh my God, why is it so hard to make friends? (laughs) Why do you think, do you think it's just where you are or I think it's it's your role a bit? I, maybe it's a bit of everything. I don't know. I feel like also like everyday life is different from like backpacking, for example. Like, I feel like when you're out in normal life, you like, if you were to just start conversation with people, like people aren't as like keen to like, I completely converse with you. Whereas like, if you're like in Asia and you like start a conversation with someone, it's like not weird. People like talk back to you and then maybe you hang out later. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I've just found it like a bit difficult I mean, I've like met people now, of course, but I hope so. <laughs> do I need to be phoning you more? Do you want me to host you <laughs> yes. next week too? Yes, you do need to phone do you me more. Want to have a regular segment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's just be podcast friends. 
<laughs> it's like instead of pen pals, we're like the modern modern day pen pals. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I just think what you've done is amazing. And I mean, we kind of came up at the same time, but you were, you know, that year or two ahead of me. And I always, you know, looked up to you and, you know, thought what you were doing was amazing. And I was, as soon as I heard you were working for Wella, I was like, oh my God, she's living my dream. Like that, I think is just so cool. And I think you'd be so good at it because you're so, um, not finicky. I don't want to say finicky, but you're, (laughs) you're meticulous. Like you're very particular and you would be a great educator to somebody learning and teaching them, you know, you would be doing it the right way. Whereas I'd be like, what? Just, just you know, do it. That's so <laughs> nice, Crystal. Thank you. But you could totally work for Wella too. Yeah, I love you Wella. I've, I've, this is the first time that I haven't worked with Wella. So this, I did the same thing you kind of did when I was looking for salons. I was researching that what product line they use because I wanted to have Wella, and I knew that as well. But the salon I'm at now, we use Redken and O and M. And I really have enjoyed that aspect as well of learning a new color line. When you've used the same thing for so long, it becomes a bit, not repetitive, but you don't have to think about it as much. Whereas now I'm like, oh shit, like I really need to think about my formulas and it's a bit more, I've enjoyed that. And there's definitely things that I'm like, oh, this is better. Like little things or... Yeah, totally. I have to, I have to tell you, the salon I work at does not use Wella. It's not. Ah, is that because, a conflict of interest at all, or? Well, my boss that I work for at Wella is very like open-minded and very understanding to me working for Wella. So when I first came to Calgary, I wasn't like I wasn't really seeking out a Wella salon. I was more like I all I care about is like the culture of the salon. Yeah, I want to know like what it's like. I want to know like what pretty much pretty much just like the vibe is like totally it's almost like when you have enough experience in the industry when you're going to an interview you're actually going to interview them because at the end of the day you have the skill set I can I can blow it out of the water wherever I go but I want to enjoy where I'm going and when you're not from the place that you're working and you don't have your friends and you don't have your family that's all you have so that's the most important thing is to have a good vibe and that was exactly how I felt too. So that's yeah. what you were doing more. Did you go to a few salons? I went to like a ton of salons. I took about like a month to like really look around. Like I yeah. didn't have a job for a long time. And yeah, I, did I got lots of, got lots of job offers. I was just really picky about where I was working and I would have loved to work for a Wella salon, but there actually are not that many in my area. Yeah. So that's what I'm like currently trying to change but so so it was just really important (laughs) right Uh, it was just really important like the culture so that's why I decided to work for this salon um but at the time I wasn't working for Wella full-time so it's been like you were just saying just to touch on that it's been really interesting learning a new color line and when I first got here I was just like I can use any color like and I can like it's fine But now that I've been using, now that I've used a new color line, I am just like, I can't, I can't. Like, I love Wella so much. I appreciate it so much more. So, like, it's actually been a really great thing for me to use another color line. Because yeah. we've been, we used Wella at Donato for, I don't know. But we know, also had other years. color lines. We had L'Oreal for a bit and we had Milkshake as well. So, it's yes. not like we didn't know anything else. It's just that's no. what was. That's what we mostly used. Mm. 
And it's just using something else now has given me such a newfound appreciation for the Wella portfolio. Like not trying to like sell you on anything. I'm no, but yeah, like, but that's the just, point is that you're passionate and that's what people like is to be educated by somebody who actually genuinely likes what they're doing and talking about yeah. like when I talk about sunlights and I teach a balayage class, I could go, I could be there for three days and wouldn't even know because I just love it so much. And like, I genuinely believe in it and think that it is the, it is the bee's knees. Like, the, are, you, you, are you still working for Sunlights? Like, tell me yes, well, obviously right now it's a, a whole nother situation. Um, we're in full stage four lockdown in Melbourne. Um, I had just booked a class for a salon before this happened that's been canceled. So yeah, that Sunlights is still happening and it's just the same thing on the side. I work in the salon. So it's definitely not something that you have to give up working behind the chair to be doing education. So is your job kind of like my, like when I was a brand educator where you have like independent. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially it's just any, so any salon within Australia or New Zealand that requests a sunlights class goes through me. So I'm the only person qualified to, yeah, qualified to educate. It's just been a hard launch. Like it's taken a long time and there's been lots of ups and downs and distributors and pandemics and I've moved and, you know, there's been lots of things, but it's definitely, that's what, what I love for you. Like I love, honestly, so cool that you work for them. Oh, so cool. You do look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Fan right. over well, each other like losers. <laughs> we love each other, but that's the best thing is like the support and like, there's so many different paths that you can take within the industry. If you want to do something more than work behind the chair and, you know, eventually, like you said, maybe long-term, you're not going to be behind the chair, but right now you're not ready to give it up, but it, it still, you can still be in this industry that's so social and I just, I just like, couldn't love it more. I get goosebumps. I'm such a geek. <laughs> I like, fully like love it. Like I just, I'm obsessed with this industry and I love that. Yeah. yeah. You can do something different and still be in it, you know, like, I love what we've both been able to do. And who knows what could come next? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel the same as you. I feel like I'm not quite at my peak. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still got a long way to go. Yeah. I think that sometimes we are, and like, I'm sure it happens to everybody at an age. Like you're like, oh my God, I'm already 27. I'm 30 and I haven't, I'm not on stage or I'm not published in a magazine or I haven't been around the world educating. And it's like, slow your fucking roll. Like everybody who is at that point, like the um, um, majority of the people at that point are in their later career, in their 40s. You know, I would say like that's, there's no time limit. And like, you have to have the experience to be able to educate and have the knowledge and all these things. So I think that we're just climbing the mountain. Totally. We're on the the mountain because you're in Calgary. (laughs) Good one. All right. Well, any final thoughts, comments, feelings, anything you'd like to drop? Well, thanks for having me. This has been really exciting and I'm super excited for you. I think this is a really amazing thing that you're doing and I can't wait to listen to all your episodes. I haven't listened to any of them yet because I just like, I didn't want to hear any, like, I didn't want to hear anything before we did. (laughs) What? (laughs) I didn't want any preconceived notions about it. So I wanted to do one, I, want to I didn't want to think that it was shit and then say no to you. <laughs> no, no, but I know your first guest is Brian and he's so amazing that I was like, I didn't want to be more nervous. Uh, so like, like if you, fair enough. Well, yeah, you don't have I, to be. 
I can't but live he was so good. I was like, I need somebody who is just going to calm. I don't really get nervous, to be honest, but like Brian's just easy to chat with. And like, I think he was a great example of going from a big salon into, you know, other avenues. And yeah, just I have a list of like so many people that I want to talk to. So I was just like so excited that we could make the time between countries and make it work. And I really wanted to hear your story and share our funny stories and trips and, you know, everything that's possible. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for thinking of me, Crystal. No problem. All right, Zena, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Successful Stylist Unfoiled. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube to get all the notifications of our weekly episodes.